Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence, so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. Hey, what's going on, guys? It is time for the Successfully Unemployed show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit your J-O-B, that nine to five just overbroke job, by having investments, side hustles, being an entrepreneur, starting your own business in every single way possible. And in today's show, we're gonna be talking about how you could do public speaking. Now, what's super interesting is that a lot of people actually want to do public speaking, but on top of that, the number one fear that every Everybody has is actually speaking in public. And I am bringing on a guest today who is an expert at being a public speaker or a motivational speaker as well. He's done it so many times. He has built a business, a fantastic business, all around being a public speaker. On top of that, what he does is at the beginning of the year, he even books out the entire year. So by January, as I was talking to him, January, he had his entire calendar booked. He basically knew he was going to have six figures worth of speaking engagements the entire year. So he didn't really have to do any more work for sales because he's been building his business so well that now they come to him, his clients, people that he goes and speaks to at their events. They come to him and say, I want you to come and speak for us. Now, what is great is that after that, he can always build his business even more if he wants to do more speaking, if he wants to do charge even more. What's great is you can charge more as you get more prominent. Imagine Tony Robbins. like He doesn't just charge like you know $2 for him to come speak. He charges a lot of money. And so being a public speaker, you have just a huge, huge platform as well as you can sell your products and you can charge a lot of money. Now, as you're a public speaker, hopefully you have passive income already created, where in that passive income, you have books, you have podcasts, you have articles, you have courses, you have so many different things that people can see, hey, this speaker, I really like what he has to say. Let me go check out all the things that he has you know, on his website, check out his books. Hey, he has a table in the back that you can buy books. That's passive income where you're working one time and you're getting paid over and over again. And I want to show you how to do that. Get my best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income, completely for free. I sell it on Amazon right now, but I want to give it to you for free in a PDF format. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. I want to get that in your hands, successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. And in it, I will also show you the 10 best ways to start making passive income right now. And in today's show, I'm bringing on an expert who's going to show you how to leverage the platform of being a public speaker, a motivational speaker talking to thousands of people at one time and make passive income with books and royalties and all that sort of stuff on top of that. All right, guys, let's jump into today's show talking about how to become a motivational public speaker. Let's do this. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited for today's show, The Successfully Unemployed Show. I have a friend of mine on who is a public speaker who does a fantastic job. He built a business and he provides for his family with public speaking and going out and speaking all over the country and all over the world. So 
I am super excited to bring on Adam Carroll, my friend on the show. Adam, thank you so much for being here with us. Dustin, thanks for having me, man. I'm super pumped to be on the show to talk to other people who also want to be successfully unemployed. Absolutely. Man, it's, isn't it just uh, pausing the show in, in the normal track we normally go? Isn't it amazing that we can literally live a life and not have to work for somebody else, like being successfully unemployed? Isn't that just an amazing feeling? It is. I have told so many audiences this, Dustin, over the years that when you realize how easy it is to make three to 5000 or $10,000 a month on your own, you'll wonder why you ever went to work for somebody else. Absolutely. And the reason why I brought you on is you and I are just normal guys. We're just ordinary guys that found a way to be extraordinary. And that is by not having to work for somebody else. Now, I did it through real estate. You did it through public speaking. So I want to jump right into how do you provide money for your family so that you don't have to work a job, but you have a roof over your head. You know, you have money that you can uh, buy food. How do you provide for your family without having a job? Yeah, great question. So in 2004, I started a company called National Financial Educators. And the idea was that I had kind of developed a financial program of sorts that taught high school and college students how to manage their money well while they were in school so that they didn't fall prey to massive student loan debt and credit card debt and all the things that candidly I did when I was in school. I mean, I graduated as a debt statistic and I wanted to teach other people how not to follow the same path. And, um, you know, very candidly, Dustin, it was hard work. I pounded the phones at day after day calling uh, first high schools who originally said, hey, we're not interested. We don't have an hour to spend with you guys. Shifted my business approach to colleges and universities and realized that they not only have the problem because they have students who are getting into massive debt on campus, but they had the money to pay me. And so I remember very clearly the very first community college that I got on the phone. It was a, she was the campus activity director. And I said, I have this program. It's about money and it's engineered to help your students graduate with less debt and be financially successful when they get out. She goes, how much is it? And I said, I had practiced how much it was going to be. You know, when the time came, it was really hard to spit out $1,500 to have me come in for an hour. But I said, 1500 And she said, tell me what it is again. And I went through the description and she goes, how's next Thursday sound? Let's just do this. And I got off the phone, Dustin. I was like, this is a license to print money. This is amazing. And I will tell you that I love to speak. I get fired up every time I'm in front of a group and I see ahas and you know, see the light bulb flash behind people's eyes. But for me, this business has been all about going out and telling stories, helping educate people on things that you know at this point they don't know enough about. That's fantastic. That call where you hang up and you're all of a sudden realizing, wow, that was not necessarily easy because you did a lot of work building up. You had your plan. You already had everything set up. But then you realize, man, it's so much easier to make money. When I bought my first property and I got that first check of, I think it was like $382 or something like that from not working at all. I said, wow, this was so easy. I don't do anything. I make money. And you're able to just pick up a phone and spend one hour and make $1,500. That's absolutely amazing. Now, you scaled up from there. Like You started there. And then what was the process that you went to where now you have 2020, you know, lots and lots of showings booked? And like, what is that process to get there? Yep. You're right. When I started out, you know, my fee range was in the $1,500 to $2,000 range. I've gone back through journals that I had during that time where I said, I could only make $2,500. If I could only make $3,500, the first time I make $5,000 or $10,000 in a day, man, then I'll have made it. So over the years, my pay scale fee range has gone up 
over time. And I think part of that is how many engagements have you done? So there's a certain level of mastery that comes in being in this business. I will say there's a lot of people that really love the speaking industry and that are getting into it. Maybe they're dipping their toe in the water. And for those of you out there that want to do that, know that it's okay to start at a lower range. If it's 500 or a thousand or 2000, whatever it may be, get your feet wet, go out there and do a number of engagements until you know you just have a lock solid program that you can go out and sell. At that point, you can start to increase your fees. I got a a piece of information from a professional speaker years ago. He said the difference between a $1,500 speaker and a $5,000 speaker is about $3,500 in marketing materials. What he was saying was essentially, if you market yourself really well, take really good headshots, have a good demo reel, have a nice website, by and large, you can probably charge a little bit more for what you do. I still maintain that the best of the best speakers don't ever have to sell themselves because they're so good on stage. The referrals just keep coming in. How many TED Talks have you done? Because I saw one of them. It was about Monopoly and teaching kids. Yep. I've done two. And I actually had an offer to do a third one not too long ago. And I turned it down. It was another TEDx event, one of the independently organized ones. And I felt like I had such success with my second one that doing a third might not make a ton of sense. But it was an amazing experience, both of them. Now, I loved that TEDx. Now, I want the TED Talk you did talking about Monopoly and all that sort of stuff. It was fantastic. I had my wife watch it. Number one, the content's fantastic. Number two, he delivers it. He's a professional. He does a great... I'm captivated. I'm loving it. I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes page for this because I want people to see what is possible as you build your business. Now, let's take us back to the very beginning. Let's say somebody listening to the show, one person says, you know what? I want to do what Adam does. I want to be a public speaker. Can you give us maybe a step-by-step process of how we should get started game planning as well as the thought process to do it? Yep. So very simply, this is where I'd start, Dustin. I tell people all the time, if you want to get started in this business, know that you are not in the business of being a professional speaker. You are in the business of marketing your professional speaking service because the business itself is all about going out and promoting and telling other people what you do and how you do it. Getting up on stage is the cherry on top. You know, like by the time someone hires me and I get up, I'm so pumped to get up in front of them. I could care less if they've paid a bill or not. And I think that's the beauty of this business is if you would do it for free anyway, and then you get paid at the end or you get half up front and half at the end, it's an awesome experience. So here's what I'd tell people. You're in the business of marketing yourself as a speaker. Many rookies will start out thinking that they have to have a fully baked program right from the get-go. And my suggestion and what I would urge you to do is come up with three titles that you would like to talk about. So you're going to create three titles and then write three session descriptions for each of those titles. The way that I steer people to create those titles is you as an example, Dustin. Are you willing to walk through this with me? I love it. Yes. Okay. So master passive income is is obviously your baby. Think successfully unemployed would be a cool topic. And give me a third passion of yours, something that you're really fired up about that you would love to talk for an hour on. So I could talk for an hour on Olympic lifting. That's so completely not finance or anything related, but- That's so weird. Yeah. Like Olympic lifting or uh, weightlifting, you know, what you do in the Olympics. I could talk about it because I love doing it. Okay. So Olympic lifting, what would you tie that to? Is that the other two are pretty obvious, right? Those are about freedom and flexibility and lifestyle. Could you connect Olympic lifting to leadership or to 
high performance or something to that effect. I absolutely could. As I get better, I'm able to train other people or coach other people. It makes me a better lifter. Another quick thought, if it wasn't just Olympic lifting, it could be how to manage. I loved your TED Talk again about, you know, with kids and everything. I love having my kids teaching. If we want to do something that ties into successful employed and master passive income, it could be how to educate youth or how to educate other people around you. Yeah, I love it. So what I might do is I might take, because finance is a pretty normal, natural avenue for you. I would say our three titles, one is master passive income, how to create ridiculous streams of income that will flow into your life forever, right? That's number one. The session description would be all about your background. By the age of X, Dustin Heiner was uh, successfully unemployed with you know multiple five-figure revenue coming in from his rental properties. The session description ultimately is what someone is going to read when they go to a conference and they're scanning through trying to figure out which speaker do I want to go go listen to. So that session description really has to grab people. This is your chance to really flex your copywriting muscles, right? The second talk would be around successfully unemployed. And maybe that is a topic for more of an entrepreneurial organization. It could be for you know real estate agents or salespeople or multi-level marketing. That might be a good audience for you. And then that third one about, I would call it raising kids who thrive with money. That's the title of one of my courses. You know, It would be something to that effect. And what I would encourage you to do then is start to weave in all of your personal stories in each of those three topics. So let me stop right here. The first thing we do is we have three titles and we have three session descriptions. What questions does that bring up for you? So three titles, yep. session descriptions. I completely understand. Now, copywriting is a whole nother thing. I actually interviewed somebody who did does great copywriting uh, recently. So go back and listen. I think it was episode four. So you go back and listen to that one for a successful employee. He does great copywriting. Now, so the question that really comes up in my mind, I get those three different titles. That's great. I love how you said, your business is marketing your selling because immediately I'm first thinking about what am I going to say on stage? Like I'm not thinking about selling myself. It's about stage. So I want to talk about, and it could be really quick. What should we talk about on stage? Yeah. Great question. So I want to circle back to this really quick. First, I want to answer something. You said the first thing you would be concerned about is what will I talk about on stage? This is the one thing that keeps people from marketing themselves as a speaker because they incorrectly believe that they have to have the message 100% locked in before they actually go out and market themselves. And if you are anything like me, somewhat of a perfectionist, you know, it's like, I just don't have it quite right yet in order for me to get my thing out. And this is how people will say, I'm going to start my speaking career. And a year later, they're still trying to get their headshots done and their website perfect. So my recommendation is we start with three headlines, three session descriptions, and then this is how we start creating the content. Dustin, do you have stories that your wife and your college buddies and family members will all say, Dustin, tell the one story. You know, the one where we were doing the thing behind the shed. Do you have any of those? Absolutely. I got countless ones of those, everything from real estate to successful employee to teaching my kids apps. I got loads and loads of those. Yes. So what I tell people to do that are getting started in speaking is I want you to pick five of those stories that are super resonant with other people. The ones where they're like, I love that story. I want you to tell the story again. And I have one about, I rolled a Jeep Grand Cherokee going 80 miles an hour in uh, Nebraska, outside of Ogallala, Nebraska. Probably the flattest part of the United States that you could ever wreck a vehicle. And I tell this story. And when I tell it, 
It has a leadership bent. It has a vision bent to it. It has overcoming adversity. I could put any spin on that story that I want. I have five to 10 such stories in me that are just like that. So you're going to write out those stories in detail because most great speakers are simply great storytellers. And the people in the audience, interestingly enough, when I started doing my thing, at the end, they would say, I love the story about you and your kids. Or I love that story about how your dad told you that any dime you receive from him from here on out, it's a loan. You know, your dad sounds like a really smart guy. And I realized what was happening was they were putting themselves in my story because they too had a dad who was that way or interacting with their kids in a way that the way I did it made sense. Or maybe they aspire to have you know a relationship with their kids that way. So know that your stories are really impactful and your goal is to tell them as humorously and succinctly and powerfully as possible. And that's the work we're going to do in creating your content. I love that. So you have five different stories and like each talk, you wouldn't use all five stories in one talk. You would use one to encapsulate the entire talk and you'll weave in like leadership and money principles and all that stuff into each one of those different ones of the five stories, correct? That's exactly right. So in your case, if the third talk you're delivering on that list is the one about raising kids who thrive with money, and one of your points in the program is coaching your children well, what you would do is you'd say, most of the audience probably doesn't know this, but I'm into Olympic level weightlifting. And what I found is that coaching people or getting coached in weightlifting has helped me become better and better and better. In fact, the world's greatest athletes have coaches. Olympic athletes have Olympic level coaches. So why can we not be Olympic level coaches for our kids? Let me tell you a story that articulates this point. Wow. I'm drawn in. Like I want to, you talk, I want you to finish the story. I want to definitely hit on or reemphasize something you said. The people that are great speakers, they're really great storytellers. That's what it comes down to because as you're telling the story, I've written four different books now, and I've gotten better at writing as I've written the next book and the next book. Well, the most recent book was Successfully Unemployed that I wrote about my journey to eventually quit my job, all the lessons that I learned, everything, and weaved inside the story of the entire book so many stories that people can understand, that they could take home the principle, take home the point. And so absolutely right. Okay, so now once we have those five stories, let's move on to, I want to look at how do we get that first gig? Like how do we get that first time that somebody gives us money to pay? Should we go out and do it for free one time so we get some pictures or something? What are your thoughts? How do we get started? Yeah, good question. First of all, know that there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of groups that are looking for a speaker this week. It seems crazy, but there are companies, there are organizations, there are Kiwanis and Rotary and Lions Club and every other group under the sun that's out there trying to figure out who can I bring in as a speaker for this particular topic. I would agree that you should go out and do some for free. If nothing else, Dustin, then to hone in the stories, know where the jokes hit, know where the pauses should be, get some feedback, take video of yourself. One of the greatest things that I've ever done is I bought a, uh, a little digital audio recorder and I would now, you know, technology's a little more advanced. I can wear a, a lapel mic that goes right into my cell phone and I literally hit start when I start speaking and I'm recording every single program that I do. The reason I do that is I want to listen to my own delivery right after I get done. And it may seem kind of egomaniacal to do that, but it's also really good to listen for like, I rushed through that joke or I should have paused in that story or I said, you know, way too many times. I'm my own worst critic when it comes to speaking. And so recording yourself is a really good thing to do. The way to do that, 
go to Kiwanis and Rotary and Lions Club and Optimist Club, Sir Optimist Club. Chambers of Commerce are always looking for breakfast speakers. And the way that you get these, and this will be really critical for your audience, is you reach out to the head of the chamber or to a Kiwanis or Rotary Club. Rotaries are the best because they all want speakers. They're all a bunch of business owners and people who appreciate that you're coming in for the cost of breakfast, basically. And you'll probably get a cool lapel a pen out of the deal for the first few. But what will happen is some of the people that are there will come up and say, wow, that was really impactful. My company should hear your message. Do you ever do this at the company level? So what I found in my speaking business was when you go to the Kiwanis Rotaries Lions Clubs and you call them up and you say, my name is Dustin Heiner. I'm a speaker from the Phoenix, Arizona area. I'm working on some new material and I would love to try it out on your audience. Do you have any openings for speakers coming up in the next few weeks? And typically they'll say, well, gosh, what do you speak about? Because they're not going to ask how many times have you presented or what's your fee? If you're saying, I just want to try it out, they may say, how much will it cost us? And you could say, you know, typically my fee ranges from a thousand to 2,500, depending on the group. But again, I'm trying some new material out. I really want to get timing and honing of the jokes in. I'd be honored to come just deliver this for your group for free. And they'll be like, absolutely. Now here's the key. That message, of, I'm trying some new material out. It's suggestive of a couple things. One, that you have old material longer using. And number two, that you are a seasoned pro because I'm trying some new material out. I'd like to try it on your group before I take it out nationally, as an example. Those are some absolutely fantastic tips. So like you said, the Rotary Club that you're talking about, go through a quick list of the different ones that you think we should quickly look at, or even just give them a call in our area. Yeah. So Rotary is the lowest hanging fruit because they are literally everywhere. You know, you every single city metro area has multiple Rotaries. So Rotary is one. Kiwanis or JCs. So the Kiwanis Club or the JCs Club are typically independent business owners, young entrepreneurs kind of thing. I think Chambers of Commerce are a great place to go. And then this is a big one. And this one, in my mind, is like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There is an association for every single group you can possibly think of. And those association presidents or heads, executive directors of the associations all get together within a group called the Society of Association Executives. So it is an association of association executives. Here's the benefit of this. Every state has an SAE. So in Arizona, it's probably the azsae.org. Okay. So when you go to the azsae.org website, it'll pull up all of the dates of the upcoming meetings. It'll have every single member that's part of that group. And for probably $25 to $50, you can buy a directory of all of the associations that are part of that society. My goodness, huge tip. I mean, that's like high level tip. Anybody listening to this, that's gold. You got to write that down. That is awesome. And when you figure out what your pitch is to those associations, the benefit of doing the associations is you go in and do one association. Well, the association is full of business owners more than likely, or VPs of marketing or heads of sales or you know CEO, CIO, CMO, whoever may be your audience. So you go do an association gig and now you've got, you've been opened up to 50 or a hundred different individuals who might be willing to bring you into their company, into their company. So this is like one to many marketing 
And it's how I built my business to where it's at today is I go and I'll do, I speak once and I market to dozens and dozens, hundreds of people that can hire me at some level. Man, that is absolutely fantastic. Okay. So let's say we get that we've already gone and we talked at one Rotary Club and we did it for free because we wanted to you know, get used to it and we want to get into it. Now, let's say we wanted to actually get past that. We want to get our first, first speaking day. Is it going to be the same thing where we, we, instead of saying we're trying out something new, do we then say, who should we call and what should we do to get the first paid gig? Yep. So the question, someone will say, oh, would you be willing to come do this at my company? And you'd say, absolutely. I do this all the time. Speaking business is really taking off, et cetera, et cetera. The key question is, do you have a budget for these sorts of things? Getting speakers will shoot themselves in the foot when they go, how much is it? Or how much do you have? Or my fee is X. And a great example would be my fee is 500. And they're like, oh, that's great because we normally pay 2000. So we want to ask first, do you have a budget for this sort of thing? They'll say, yeah, our company meetings generally will pay a speaker you know, $2,000 or so. Pausing that idea. So people actually tell you what the budget is beforehand. Wow. Like if I go to fiverr.com to get somebody to, you know, do something on my website, they always ask me, what's your budget? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you my budget because if I do, you're going to grab the top end of it. <laughs> and so I guess organizations absolutely do. So that's a fantastic question. That's another huge, great tip. It's crazy, isn't it? The way that I house that comment for most new speakers is, you know, I want you to maintain some fee integrity as well. So if you've been used to charging 1500, you know, you're moving up the chain to 2000 or if you're, you know, you're at 2000 and they're saying it's 5000 is what they have available, I would be careful about outpunning your coverage on something like this if they're used to bringing in a really high level speaker and you're in the entry level of your business. Now if you're really talented on your feet, by all means, you know, you think you're worth 5000, go do it. But it is the surest way to limit your speaking business, overcharge for what you're doing currently, and then get up there and kind of fall flat. And I've seen people do it if they're getting up and talking about a topic that's not really their core message. You know what I mean? You know what's what would be as me as I'm looking at it from the perspective of somebody that I'm going to be talking to, that's the gatekeeper to actually get me to be in there. If we usually say 2500 to 5000 that's our range of how much we can afford or how much we normally spend. If I would jump in there and say, yes, my fee is normally $5,000, me listening, if I'm the one that's on the other end trying to hire somebody or you're kind of trying to pitch me, I think, oh man, that guy just took the top number and wanted, I don't know if I like this. Or if you came out and say, you know what? to $5,000, $3,000 is my normal fee. So I'm totally fine with going with that. And so I know you guys can cover more, but this is my normal fee. And then that would come across so much better, in my opinion, if I was listening on the other end, like, okay, this guy's not going to try to rip me off. Does that make sense? Totally. You're spot on, Dustin. One of the things that we do will say, well, my typical fee for in-state rate, if I'm not, if I'm driving less than an hour is X. And then they'll say, well, okay. And I'll say, you know, what kind of budget are you working with? And if they are above what I'm saying, or they say, oh, that's perfect. You know, we have that in our budget. I could say, if I am well within your budget, what we could also do is give a book to every single person in the audience that would increase the fee by X. Does that fit within your budget range? So that's where I think having an additional resource, whether it's a book or an audio program or a course that you have available, can very easily upsell certain groups with things like that because they've already budgeted for a certain amount. I love that. So let's say 
$2,500 to $5,000. You get there and you say 3000 is great. And, or beforehand, you find out they could do more. You have something in the back pocket to say, I have some, this resource. It'll only cost X. And it'll be another way for you to get your name out there, number one. That's great marketing. But number two, you also are making some money on the back end. So I think that's a fantastic. So let's say we get our first speaking gig and we get out and then we start speaking and we maybe get one or two. How do we then scale? Like how do we utilize networks and speaking gigs that we've done? Like what should we do to make sure we start scaling it up to where it becomes successfully unemployed? Yep. So there's a couple things to answer this question. Number one is keep in mind that once you speak, to one group. If they are fans of yours, they are likely to bring you back time and time again. So as an example, I have a number of college clients who will bring me in every single year for their orientation program. And one of those, uh, you know, pretty good size state school, but they'll pay me 10,000 to 125 for two days of engagements with them, but it's guaranteed revenue every single year. So for me, I want to make sure those people are exceptionally happy with my services. I'm going to send thank you notes. I'm going to do follow-up. I'm going to give them access to resources that I have that might help them with their business. Because for me, there's nothing like starting a year and knowing there's six figures on the books already. That's when you know you're successfully unemployed is I don't really have to lift a finger and I know that I'm going to hit this mark by the end of the year. And there's a lot of piece to that. So take good care of the people that do hire you and then follow back up with them and just say, Hey, I'm built slowly, but surely building my speaking business. And I'm looking for a book of clients that love this message. Who else do you know that I might reach out to? Or who, if I asked you to send you know, my references on to someone, who would be the first people to come to mind? And if you've treated that client really well, it will take off on its own for you. Given us so many great questions as we're talking to getting the first gig to then after the gig. Now, one thing I heard a speaker in the past who was teaching about how to speak in general. Can't remember where I heard it, but he said that people are hiring speakers. They're just normal people. And if they don't like working with you, it's going to be hard for them to want to bring you back. Now, what about when you're actually there? Are you like there? Do you engage with the people that are in the crowd? The, like, how do you act so that they say, this person, good person, let's bring him back? Yes. All of the above, Dustin. I've seen so many speakers come in and act like a prima donna that they don't talk to anybody, don't connect with people. Some of them are rude to the people at the table. I am overtly gracious with every single person at these events for that very reason. So one of the things that I learned from studying some of the best of the best is they will go out and they'll network with a handful of people in the crowd before they ever get started. And that way, when they do get up on stage, there's already a familiarity with people that are in the audience. They may even say, oh, hey, Dustin and I were having this conversation. His kids and my kids are going through the exact same thing at the same age and introduce myself over here to Kevin. Kevin's doing this. He's traveling here this summer, which I love. So I'm going to use people in the audience as an example because it feels like I'm more connected with their group. And ultimately, and this is a big one, your job when you're on stage is not to be seen. It is to see. And so what you're doing from the stage is you're seeing who is with you and who isn't, and you're seeing people where they are and meeting them where they are. So I've seen presenters get up and they're just like presenting to spots on the ceiling and I'll go out and I'll do direct eye contact with someone in the audience and hold it long enough for it to be uncomfortable for that person, move over to someone else because they feel like I'm literally talking to them, which I am. So I want to see people not be seen by people. And I think the best way to do that is connect with the people who are hiring you and those that are in the audience. 
Man, that is fantastic. So I've done this before. I've talked, given talks many times. Also have my message down pretty, pretty well. And I was at a real estate investor group and I was the speaker. Nobody really knows me. It was in New York. It actually was New Jersey when I was a friend of mine invited me. I was in town and said, hey, why don't you come speak at the... And I went because I knew my content so well. It was easy for me to really mingle with. I was literally talking to every single person. There was probably about 60 or 70 people. I did my best that I could go up and meet as many people as I can, get to know them. And you're absolutely right. When I brought in, hey, you know, Betty over here, she's doing this. Like people are kind of like, oh, wow, this guy is like, but here's one thing also that I did. I was in the back while the gem was introducing and like getting everything started, getting like the housekeeping stuff, uh, you know, check our website. I was literally in the back helping bring chairs, like new family or new people just came in. I was, oh, here, there's no seats. Let me grab some. And I'm putting chairs out and they, they're looking. I'm making sure that, hey, you know, thanks. I'm glad you're here. And they sit down. They think I'm just a normal person. And then I get on stage. I'm presenting. They're like, literally could see their eyes like open up like, oh, man, that guy was yeah, look at that. I'm even saying like, hey, here's, here's pizza over here. Like, let's get you fed. And then I want you to, yeah. So I love working with great people. I love continuing to work with great people. I have plenty of businesses where I've worked with people that we don't get along very well, like don't match or that person's just mean or it's maybe me, but I only work with people that I want to work with. You know, Adam's a great guy. I got to bring him on the show. And so I think if we can extend that out in our speaking business where we're showing how genuine we are, not just being genuine and just trying to say, oh, I'm just being authentic and being fake and authentic. No, you're just helpful. You're just trying to help. So I love that. Now let's get into, we're wrapping everything up at the very end. You're getting to the point where you now have the entire 2020, uh, not necessarily booked out because you could probably add more, but like you said, you started the year knowing you're going to have six figures already coming in without working. Tell us about that how it happened or the feeling of it? Start with the feeling, but then how it happened. Well, I'll tell you, the feeling is amazing because there were a lot of years, not a lot, there were probably three or four. When you first get started, speaking's a slog. Like you're going to go through the muck. It's the 80-20 rule, like 20% of it sucks, you know, 80% of it's amazing. There was this march towards where I am today. And where I'm at today is I have dozens of clients who trust me to come in and deliver a message. And I'm always impressed by it, Dustin, because People will say, oh, hey, the last time when you were here, when you talked about still use that to this day. And it might have been two or three years ago that I shared that with some of these people. So for me, the power of this business and how I got to where I am today is I'm delivering content that is really meaningful. It changes people's lives if they apply it to their lives and I'm living it. So I found that there's a lot of speakers out there. Like if you were teaching master passive income, you know, there's people would see through it, I think at some level. And when I start talking about, you got to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. And here's what that means. And it's about you know money freedom and time freedom, relationship freedom, service freedom. And oh, by the way, here's how I'm doing that. I think people resonate with it because they're like, here's a dude that's actually walking his talk. And so I would encourage that of your listeners is that if you want to go out and pursue speaking, do the thing which you are speaking about and do it with such excellence that you now want to go train other people how to do it. And people will honor that and respect you for it and hire you back time and again, because it's so evident in your message. I completely agree. It's like a salesman. If the salesman doesn't buy what they're selling, they're not going to be very convincing. And people are going to see right through that. I know when I was quitting my job, I literally had on masterpassiveincome.com at the top right-hand corner of the screen, it was a countdown timer, literally a clock saying when I'm going to quit my job. And my boss eventually saw it. They're like, hey, you're going to quit your job? And I'm like, 
yeah, of course I have. It's like, you know, five months away, but I will. So anyways, now I want to jump into the rapid fire round. Now in the rapid fire round, we're going to talk to you with some great questions that are a little bigger, but you're going to get them really easy. So the first one is we have being successful employed. We used to work 40 plus hours a week. Now we hopefully have some time to give back. How are you and what are you doing to make the world a better place or the people around you a better place? How are you giving back? You know, two ways. One is I'm a board member on the Iowa Credit Union Foundation, which the credit union movement for me is very near and dear. It's people helping people. They're helping people alleviate poverty and getting out of both the poverty mindset and all of that. So I'm on the board for them and I do a lot of work around helping credit unions figure out how to eradicate poverty of their members. Uh, So that's number one. Number two, I'm doing some volunteer work with the school district that we're in and helping parents understand how to raise their kids uh, intelligently around money, but also helping the kids then find scholarships for college. And we'll be doing a lot more this coming year. And just my goal is really to help these students understand how close they are to money and how easy it is to actually get college paid for if you're doing the right work in the right time. And ultimately, I think my my contribution there is dozens, if not hundreds or thousands of kids will graduate with less debt. That's my deepest contribution. That's fantastic. Adam, that's awesome. Good for you, man. Okay, next question. If you were to give advice, one piece of advice, and now you've covered a lot of ground, one piece of advice for anybody that's going to be getting starting in the public speaking realm, what one piece of advice would you give them? Watch a lot of presenters and evaluate what they do and get really intentional about how you deliver a message that's yours, but appreciate how other people deliver the work. So Dustin, I spent countless hours watching Comedy Central and watching stand-up comics deliver their message because I'm like, man, the timing of Chris Rock as an example, or I'm trying to think of uh, like Jim Gaffigan's a great storyteller. John um, John Mulaney, great storyteller. They all have a unique way of delivering. But then you go back and you look at pros like Lou Holtz, the former Notre Dame coach. His presentations are masterful. And when you go back to YouTube and watch him deliver his stuff, and just break down like, what are the jokes he tells? And he uses all these one-liners. Like I went into this meeting and the average age was deceased. Those kind of jokes are what make a great presenter throw away joke for him. But for the audience, they're that's hilarious. So smart, you know? So study, study, study. And you can watch Ted Talks and YouTube and any of the old greats are fantastic to spend hours just combing through and write their jokes down and eventually make them your own. It'll make you an amazing speaker. That's fantastic. Now, if you were to go back and tell your younger self, let's say you're 15 years old. Now, it doesn't have to be about speaking, but just in general, what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self to make sure that you get to where you are today? One piece of advice I would bought your course 15 or 17, 18, whenever I could have started buying properties, I should have started investing in my own education around creating massive, passive, permanent streams of income. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Same here. That's one thing. Like I've worked so many times for other people and I'm like realizing that was dumb. Okay. Now what is one or two tools that you use? It could be an app. It could be something else, but tools that you use that we can utilize in our life. My operations director and I have really formalized how we use Asana the project management tool. So we use that like crazy. That tool for me is hands down one of the best time management productivity tools. And then, you know, candidly, Dustin, I use calm.com, the meditation app. And as odd as that seems for me from a productivity standpoint, there is one setting in calm that I can just listen to rainfall and raindrops when listened inner ear can put you into an alpha state of mind. And alpha is like entry-level hypnosis where you're super focused. 
and I get the most work done when I'm in alpha mode and I have the raindrop in my ears. That's cool. Definitely gonna put those in show notes. Okay, so what is one non, last one? What's one nonfiction book? It could be business, it could be something else that we should read to help us be successfully unemployed. There is one book that has made found difference in my life over the last five years. I read it, my dad suggested it, then I marked it up, then I went back and reread it again, highlighting. The book is called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And the guy's name is David Cameron Jacondi. I want to say he's from Kenya. The The book is less about money, Dustin, and more about the law of attraction and quantum physics. And it is mind-blowing. When I read it, I realized that I had been manifesting things that I wanted throughout life. And candidly, you know, you could say law of attraction and prayer are very closely aligned because when people pray for things and they have faith that God will provide that, the law of attraction says if you have a thought and it sends energy out into the ethos and you believe strongly enough, it will come to you. I've seen it happen time and time again over the last several years. So this book, first two chapters are a challenge to get through. It's very heady. But once you get through the first two, it is life-changing. Never heard of that book. I am absolutely going to read it. So thank you very much for that. I would love to hear your take on it too. Terrific. Well, Adam, you've given us so much great content, great information and teaching. How can somebody get a hold of you? How can they reach you to learn more about you? The best place to go to see everything in my environment is adamcarroll.info. So A-D-A-M-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.info. Or you can go to buildabiggerlife.com where you can listen to the Build a Bigger Life podcast. And I interview people like you on the show who are doing more of what they love to do, less of what they have to do. But those would be the two best places to get my content. Awesome. Adam, you're awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. My pleasure, Dustin. Thanks for doing it. All right. Take care. I am just blown away that you could create a successful business being a public speaker where you have the entire year already planned out. You already basically have all these speaking arrangements and money basically ready to come in. As soon as you go speak, they pay you or they literally had you a check right then and there. Wouldn't that be fantastic to be a public speaker? And a motivational speaker. Oh my goodness. I would actually really enjoy doing this. So I got to look into it. I'm going to hit up Adam and say, Hey, Adam, what do I need to do? Even though we've already talked about it, what's my first step? What's my second step? So you guys are fantastic to be here. I really, really appreciate you. I want you to get started with passive income. Go and get my best selling book completely for free How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income. I want to get that in your hands so that you can start reading it successfully, unemployed dot co forward slash free book. It's going to give you the 10 best ways to start getting passive income right now. So go and get that successfully unemployed dot co forward slash free book. All right, you guys are fantastic. I want you to not have to work that nine to five job that just over broke job. I'll see you next time where we interview another fantastic expert that's going to show us how to be successfully unemployed. All right, I'll see you.